You know, Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you so much for new beginnings. We thank you for the new year. We thank you for new life in your son whom you have sent to us. I pray, Lord, that you would draw us close this day, that you would minister and speak to us through your holy word. God, that we would be equipped to walk from this place as your representatives in a world that needs you so desperately. Lord, equip us, empower us, fill us to overflowing that we would be good servants for you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Twas the week after Christmas and all through the house. Nothing would fit me, not even a blouse. The cookies I'd nibbled, the fudge I did taste, all the holiday parties went straight to my waist. When I got on the scales, there arose such a number. When I walked to the store, well, less a walk than a lumber, I remembered the marvelous meals I prepared, the gravies and sauces and beef nicely rare, the pies and the cakes and the bread and the cheese and the way that I never said no thank you please. As I dressed myself in my husband's old shirt and prepared once again to do battle with dirt, I said to myself as only I can, you can't spend the winter disguised as the man. So away with the last of the sour cream chip, get rid of the fruit cake, every cracker and chip, every last bit of food that I like must be banished till all the additional ounces have vanished. I won't have a cookie, not even a lick. I want only to chew on a celery stick. I won't have hot biscuits or cornbread or pie. I'll munch on a carrot and quietly cry. I'm hungry, I'm lonesome, and life is a bore, but... Isn't that what the new year is for? Unable to giggle, no longer a riot. Happy new year to all, and to all a good diet. <laughs> Happy new year, friends. I'm so glad to be able to gather with you on the very first day of 2023 to start this year off the right way with the people of God and in the presence of God. It is certainly that time of year, again, when we all set about the business of making New Year's resolutions. How many of you have made New Year's resolutions? Any hands? There's a few out there. How many made them last year? Okay, how many kept them last year? Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> Coral and I, um, we together have made a New Year's resolution. A few weeks ago, our son Joe got married. And Carl and I were all dressed up for the wedding reception. He was so handsome in his tux. And I had on my Spanx. Oh, and I had a gown on too. <laughs> Love was in the air and the music was playing. And Carl, you know that little romantic son of a gun. He asked me to dance. And so there the two of us were out on the dance floor. And it was as if we were the only two people out there, which maybe would have been a good thing because when Carl and I faced each other to dance, our big old bellies bumped into one another and got in the way of our dancing. And we had to lean in like this over the bellies to get close until, until we figured out how to tip the hips like this to the left. 
and move the bellies out to the side. And so there we were, side to side, just swaying like this on the dance floor. And I said to him, Carl, we have got to, when the holidays are over, go on a diet. And so right then and right there, the two of us resolved to eat healthier and exercise more. And then we decided that we were going to put that off until the new year. And so um, here we are. It's crunch time. I'm going to ask you all to just extend a prayer, a handout, and, and pray for Carl and I as we venture on our New Year's resolution to eat better and exercise more. But all kidding aside, um, I think that the reason that we make you New Year's resolutions in the first place is that we are somehow unhappy with the things, the way things are in our lives. And when we are, then we resolve to make changes that might help to improve this, right? Changes that we think might help us to build a better life in the year coming forward. So I did a little poll among my family and my friends at work, and I found that there are a few main things that people focus on as they're pondering what needs to be better. And the top ones that I found were physical health, we all want to go on a diet, we all want to drink more water, and we all want to exercise and eat better. Okay, people want to work on their relationships, they want to mend the broken ones, they want to pay attention to the ones that they have neglected, and there's a couple of relationships that people want to sever in the new year and spare themselves some misery. And finances, people want to clear up their debt in the new year, spend their money more responsibly. And those, are, those seem to be the theme of everybody that I asked about what they were resolving for in the new year. And while I believe that these things are important, they aren't life for us. Health and relationship and finances, they are all things in our lives, but they are not life itself. In fact, it's quite possible to have health and to have relationships that are good and to have money and yet not have life. By the same token, it's also possible to have no money, to be in poor health and to be struggling in your relationships and still have life. Because I'll say it again, those things aren't life. They are things in our lives. And so you might ask, what is life? What do you and I truly need to live? We need Jesus. Because Jesus is life. We heard just in the scripture that I read a few minutes ago um, from John chapter 1, and it said this about Jesus. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. That same Apostle John who wrote those words and who walked with and ministered alongside of Jesus also wrote these words in 1 John chapter 1. He said, this we proclaim concerning the word, capital W, of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father who has also appeared to us. John is speaking about Jesus, and he's telling you and me that Jesus is life. Jesus himself said to us, I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Friends, true life has nothing to do, nothing to do with the things that we can accumulate. And it has everything to do with the one who is life, 
and who gives life. So if you and I want hashtag more life, we've been hashtagging over this last five weeks, it isn't going to happen if you and I accumulate more stuff. It's not going to happen if you and I do more exercise. It's not going to happen if we focus on eating better. More life can only happen if you have more Jesus. Which makes me wonder why our New Year's resolutions don't sound more like this. This year, I'm going to spend more time with Jesus. This year, I'm going to get involved in a small group which will help me draw closer to Jesus. This year, I'm going to spend more time reaching out to those in the need in the name of Jesus. Because I guarantee you those resolutions will benefit you and me so, so much more than the ones that we usually make. Because they will put you in direct touch with the one who is and who gives you life. I started thinking about some ways that Jesus brings us life to the full or hashtag more life. And the Holy Spirit, who knows that I love to alliterate my sermon topics in order to make them easier for you to remember, he gave me a whole slew of F words that I'm going to share with you today. And um, so how does Jesus give us more life? Well, a few are following. First, he shows us forgiveness of our failures. Jesus shows us forgiveness of our failures. Ephesians 2. I'm going to walk you through the scriptures this morning. I hope that's okay. This is not anything you don't already know. It's just a refresher to set you off on the new year on the right foot and with a renewed um, understanding of who Jesus is. So Ephesians 2 reminds us of this. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. You were dead. Now, transgressions and sins, those are the words that Paul uses to describe the way we fall short, our failures if you will. And the Bible says that because of them, we were dead, spiritually dead. Now let's admit it. We all have sin. We all wrong others. We all let our tongues slip and say the things we shouldn't, some more than others. We all go against God's will and follow our own. There are a million things, a million things that you and I do that constitute transgressions and sins. And every single one of them separates us from the father and that friends is what it means to be dead to be dead is to be separated from our father in heaven but jesus came to give us forgiveness of those failures and to reconcile us to the father who loves us so much ephesians 2 goes on to say that because of god's grace you and i have been made alive in christ jesus Ephesians 1 7 says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins the forgiveness of our failures in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished upon us our failures made us dead Jesus forgave those failures and made us alive and so you and I don't have to work for it that is all by grace you and i don't need to earn the forgiveness that we so desperately need all we need to do is trust jesus and ask 
Friends, Jesus has come that you and I would be forgiven of our failures. He went to the cross to ensure it. 1 John 1.9 reminds us of this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Jesus forgives our failures, friends. But that's not all he has done. Jesus makes us new also. 2 Corinthians 5.17 reminds us that if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Do you know what that means? It means that you don't have to go through this life carrying the weight of your past failures. It means that you don't have to live your life always trying to make up for that which you have done wrong. Friends, that's not living. But Jesus makes us new. Jesus gives us new life. He gives us a second chance to do better. And he gives us a new name. And friends, that name is beloved. That name is child of God. Because of Jesus, you and I are not guilty and dead in our transgressions and failures. We are forgiven and we have life. You and I, we can have life to the full because Jesus has given us forgiveness for our failures. And we can also have life because he promises us a future that is forever. John 5, 11 to 13 says this. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know and have eternal life. I told you in this message today, I was going to walk you through the scriptures to start us off on the right foot. So that's like scripture number 10. But friends, the most famous scripture in all of the Bible is what? Yes, it is. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have what? Eternal life. Jesus didn't just come to give us life. He came to give us eternal life. He, gave, he came to give us life which is beyond that which is on this earth. And I believe that that's why all those things that we focus on when we're making our New Year's resolutions don't ever really bring us what we're looking for. Because too often the things that we're focusing on are fleeting. And they are only things that are within our grasp in this life. But Jesus has given us eternal life, life beyond this earth, life that will be spent in fellowship with Jesus and the Father in heaven. And when we are there, the things of here just won't matter. You know what will matter? Jesus will matter. The fact that you know and are in the presence of God and you know and are with Jesus. That's what's going to matter in eternal life. Romans 6.23 reminds us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Friends, Jesus took our death for us, and he gave us new life. He gave us eternal life. And in doing so, he gave us 
a future that will last forever. So Jesus has given you and me new life through forgiveness of our failures. He's given us a future that is forever. And as recipients of that fullness of life, you and I are called to fellowship with a function. Jesus restores us to fellowship with God. John 1.12 tells us that all who receive Jesus, all who believe in his name, are given the right to become children of God. And what that means, friends, is that when you and I walk with Jesus, we aren't just accepted back into the fellowship with the Father. We are embraced. We are embraced by the Father as beloved children. Think of the story of the prodigal son that Jesus told to you and me. All of heaven rejoices when a lost soul receives Jesus and is brought into the family of God. When one receives life through Jesus, he came to this earth so that you and I could be brought back into fellowship with God. I often wonder, how do people get through life when they don't have fellowship with God? Like, where do they find their hope? Or where do they find their sense of direction or their sense of belonging or being loved? I can't even tell you where I would be if I didn't have the fellowship of my father in heaven. Because I'm God's child, I'm never alone. Because I'm God's child, I have a hope and a future and I don't have to be afraid and I know that I'm loved and I'm accepted unconditionally. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me life. And for bringing me back into fellowship with my God. But that's not all. Jesus also calls us into fellowship with one another. Ephesians 2.22 says, In him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Friends, Jesus is binding us believers so that the spirit of God may dwell in us and then therefore work through us that's why it is so vitally important that you and i engage in worship together the writer of hebrews tells us not to neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encourage one another even all the more as we see that day approaching friends this is why i don't ever like to miss a single week in church even when i'm on vacation i will find a place to gather on sunday morning with other believers because even one week away takes a toll on me spiritually and emotionally that's because when we gather together as believers we get to encourage one another which we so desperately need and we get to help one another through difficult times it's when we're together in the name of the lord that we grow in our knowledge of and our understanding of god when we fellowship together we are honoring our father in heaven and we find our common purpose which is to reach out to those who are lost and whom god longs and cares for so our fellowship has another function and that's to honor god in all we say and do together it is to let our light so shine before men that they would see our good works and praise our father in heaven and that's what our mission statement here at mount hope exactly 
is telling us to love God, to love others, and to serve. Those three things exactly encompass what it means to be in a fellowship with the function. And I believe we do a pretty decent job of that. Could we do better in 23? I bet we could. And so my challenge to us, church family, is this. Instead of resolving to exercise more, could we resolve to study God's word more? Instead of resolving to eat better, could we instead feed others by sharing the good news of life in Jesus with the people that we meet? Instead of resolving to clear up our debt, could we instead resolve to clear up one night every week or every other week to spend in a small group fellowship, learning and growing closer to Jesus and closer to the fellowship? And instead of letting our New Year's resolutions fall by the wayside by mid-January like we usually do, could we resolve to stick to seeking to love God love others, and serve all throughout 2023 and beyond. Friends, Jesus is life. He came here to give you and me life through forgiveness, through fellowship, and purpose. May we, Mount Hope United Methodist Church, truly live in him, as we walk together into this new year. Amen.